And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Sam Amick from The Athletic, and you can listen to me, Fred Katz, and Anthony Slater break down the inside story of what is happening in the NBA. Latest news, trades, signings, all of the above. Latest action on the floor. Be sure to listen and subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show and listen to Tampering every Tuesday. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. You know, getting back to 100%, it's impossible. I don't think I'll ever get back to 100% in my career. Bruh. New York strip steak. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Dave DeFore is here. Javon Edwards is here. Jay King is here. And on this lovely Sunday afternoon, we got like a week left of the NBA season as we record this. And gentlemen, that means we've got the play-in tournament. One of the most brilliant additions to the NBA schedule we've ever had because it's all anyone can talk about at this point, at this point in the season. And so it looks like it couldn't be more star-studded. Like last year, we got it thrown in there for the like, hey, we know we're losing some games, so we'll make up for, you know, this by if you're the if you're the nine seed, you're going to get a chance to make the playoffs still because we missed some games. And we had like a solid debut of it with Portland and Memphis. Like it was fine, right? Dame comes through, they win. Yeah, that was electric. That was, that fun. was a great game. That was it was fun. fun. Yeah. This year though, it's screw that little Dame versus Ja Morant thing. We're getting a showdown, it looks like. Of LeBron versus Steph Curry for the seven seed. And I don't know if you can make the playing tournament any more star-studded than that. Like, that is, that's the way to go. If you're going to really oh. bang this out. Look, you know how I feel about it. I would have been setting this up all year. Now, they just happened to luck into it. Well, and I hate to say have, that. Because, Dave. Well, maybe they Yeah, have. you know. Hey, ankle injuries do really take a long time, especially high ankle sprains. So I, I don't want to you know, imply that there's a little bit of shenanigans happening here, but it has worked out wonderfully. And, and you're right, man. As somebody who kind of hated the idea at first, because I felt like it was just going to further cheapen a cheap regular season. This fucking rules. It's awesome. See, it's, I'm going the other it's way. It's awesome. No, no, no. Of it's course. awesome. Oh, Jay, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. What you- Jay doesn't like fun. No. It no, is Here's awesome. the thing. Here's the thing. From a fun standpoint. Yes, absolutely. You are correct. That will be, an exciting game it will be a game with huge stakes on the line trying watching Steph try to unseat the Lakers and end Anthony Davis and LeBron James' season will be awesome to watch 
I'm and with watching you them try to overcome. I mean, what, they're clearly not going to be a hundred percent. I mean, it's a very compelling story either direction. You know, I, I think if yes. LeBron can gut it out and have a crazy performance, that that adds to the legacy of LeBron. I'm, I think. I mean, I if, mean that's, I, that's I'm that's not going to go so far. It's cool. Le- LeBron's really legacy will be better cool. if he beats hey, Juan Toscano Jay, Anderson nah, in the Jay, playing man, game. This, this is this it's is how you beat the goat, bro. You have no, to no. win the play-in tournament too. Um, I think this helps ratings. I think this is too Absolutely. good to be true. See, no, no, this is this is the NBA's worst nightmare. I think you're crazy, Jay. Because, no, because now they're we're talking at about risk. what's happening right listen, now. Listen, the, listen. Like, there's six listen. games left, and we care about every game, Jay. That listen, just doesn't no, happen. They've, they've don't listen. listen. Don't listen. I want to just no, hear they, you say they this are, over and over. The NBA is the NBA is at risk of losing either LeBron James or Stephen Curry. Imagine if neither of those guys is in the first round and the Spurs oh, no, are in man. it because they had they're the plan at risk tournament. of. Uh, creating or, or Nikola if, Jokic or if the Luka Wizards are in, in instead of the know, Celtics. Get in. The loser gets yeah. to play for the eighth seed. Like they're like it's not winner go home. I think they're both. I think we're getting the best of both worlds, right? I think if I'm, that's the seven eight game, the other team is going to win the next game, and you're going to get both of. Not only do you get the head to head matchup, you're probably going to wind up getting both of them in the playoffs in, in a series anyway. I'm just saying, there's a chance for the NBA's nightmare situation, which is losing Steph in the first round for the San Antonio Spurs. That would be tough. A one-off is actually a good thing, though, right? Like, so, like, a one-off upset is great. Like, we all love the rare occasions where an eight beats a one. What you don't want is what hockey gets where eight beats one every year. You know, like, so you got to avoid that. I'm with you there, Jay, but I don't think you're anywhere close to that. The, The NBA has so much star power right now. It's nuts, and I think that this is an opportunity for other guys to get highlighted a little bit. LeBron's not going to be around forever. I know that it doesn't feel like that sometimes, but the truth is the NBA really needs these other guys to, to be able to get highlighted a little bit. So it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think that them lucking into this LeBron versus Steph matchup is, I mean, that's free money. It really is. It's worked out in every single way. Yeah. I just, for one, I, I, don't, I don't see the Warriors beating these guys. Um, and it makes, obviously, the Warriors, I mean, the, the Lakers' job a little bit uh, harder. Not harder, but, like, extends it. You know what I mean? Extends the work, obviously. Yeah. Um, and But overall, these two can't shake each other. Like, I feel like Steph's really his true rival. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how it, it plays yeah. out. <laughs> and, like, that they have to see each other. Like, you know, like, he's like, yo, I went to the West, like, obviously for other teams to handle my light work. And, and now I still have to see this dude, you know, despite a season that was supposed to be thrown away, you know, um, I love the format, but then you got those teams that are kind of just there that could potentially come in and, you know, and still be around. And, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird to consume that on both sides where you look at it and like, do we care about these other teams that are in the mix? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know, man. Let's, let's, let's pick, let's let's honest, you pick your favorites. Nobody wants to see San Antonio or Indiana on either side of this bracket, all right? Like that, okay, like, though, but think about this, though, Zach. I know that you can appreciate this. Is Greg Popovich coaching a super young team and DeMar DeRozan? Like that, I think that that's cool. And, and cool. maybe you don't I'd want rather, him, you don't want him to play in a there. series against the Jazz. I'd I agree. Zion but, be there. <laughs> But I think for play, like for the play-in purposes, I think that that one game that that San Antonio or maybe two that they're likely to play tops, I think that's that's pretty good story storytelling for the league. For it's sure. not as good as Zion, but you know the Pelicans suck, so you know <laughs> you got to actually win the games. And the Spurs have been better; they still suck. They're thirty-two and thirty-five right now. 
Um, but they've been better than the Pelicans. They've won more games. So For sure. I, I don't know. I, I love the play. And I, I love so the I'm Spurs. With, I'm with it. Dave too on the Spurs and then also Ja. I'm super excited. Ja I'm super excited. Ja, ja self-proclaims, you know, he's the top five point guard in this league. Um, he's exciting. He's fun to watch. Kind of um, not in, not in a skill set, but Iverson esque. Like as far as you know, I mean, excitement and small guard just doing big heart plays. Yeah. Um, you know, like again, out. I can't yeah. really, I can't really go wrong on the west side, but the east side, man, I don't know. Yo, we like, we, we that's, there's a chance we could get a Hornets. Pacers 9-10. Like, not a great chance, but there's still a chance we can get a Hornet Pacers 9-10. And, look, I love me some LaMelo Ball. I don't know if I can watch that game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know that, if I'm going to that's gonna be, that. That's going to be a little bit... That's going to be a little bit more difficult because Nate the Bjorker only team I really care that about from <laughs> that from to. that 7-10 stretch <laughs> is Washington. You know? Like... That's it. I just really want to see Washington and Boston yeah. go at it. Uh, yeah, and, I want to see, I wanna see Russ go into the garden. Go into the new garden and, and go and try to like ruin their days. <laughs> Russ, Russ in the playing tournament is going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be. I, there's so much star power in this thing. I yeah. like, I'm just sitting here looking at all these teams. There's, you know, if you're counting the play in teams as playoff teams, there's 20 playoff teams right now. And the Pacers are probably the least interesting one as far as like guys on the court. And they also have the craziest off court stuff happening right now. This is, I mean, this is just. Gold for the it's league. It's great. Yeah. And as we saw today, I think Jay, Mark Stein tweeted like all the guys who could play in the play in tournament. And yeah. it was eye opening to see all Loaded the guys. Loaded with Hall of Famers. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Jay, you know who's not going to be on that list? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. And whatever the fuck that new haircut for Tyler Hero was. Yo, that. That's a tough the Lloyd haircut. Christmas, <laughs> the Lloyd, the Lloyd really, special. It really is the Lloyd Christmas. You yeah. stole my joke from the group chat and said it in the podcast. Do you know that I didn't? I had the group chat muted, and I went oh, in come after. On, man. Also, I promise, yeah, Jay. No, no offense. Like, I, it's about obvious. A thousand people on Twitter made that joke. And sent I'm just, I'm just saying, you you can't steal what a guy texts to the group and and use it in the podcast. That's Jay, leverage Jay. the chat. That, that, you don't have a group not much chat with eight behind people that in one it before. that's not muted. I'm yeah, sorry. That's that's psychopath yeah, te- behavior. Text text etiquette is kind of intense, you know, as far oh as like gosh, who I can't joke believe is <laughs> But um, hey, smirching my punk. character, yeah. Jay. You got punk. You had plenty. You, of, you, you had plenty of chances. Plenty of chances, Jay, to bring Damn that it. up. That's on you. Um, Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash 
or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Jay, what happened in today's game uh, as we're recording oh, this? Like, they, uh, we, like the Heat stomped them in the first half. There was, an, there was a comeback effort that was, that was pretty spirited, but what happened? I mean, the Celtics have given up 70 points in the first half in three of their last five games. Damn. That, they gave up 79 points in the first half of what ultimately amounted to a, a, as close to a playoff game as, as you can get with five games left in the regular season. Their defense has just taken long stretches off. And and some of it, like Trevor Reza got hot. Um, but like they Your are boy. consistently giving Your up 70 point halves. <laughs> What's wrong with Marcus Smart? What's going on with Marcus Smart? Is he is he banged up? The whole team has kind of just gone through lapses and stretches. And yeah, Smart hasn't been playing up to his normal defensive standard. So but it's it's not just him. It's it's the whole team. They they just have long stretches where they're just it's gross. And and it's 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 weird because Brad Stevens' teams have always, always defended no matter what, who's on the court. But this year they're giving up tons of threes they're giving up like teams are just raining fire on them dribble penetrations too easy it's been it's been bad and they cleaned it up for a while but now you know like like there's no excuse to get clapped by 20 by the bulls in a game you have to have for playoff positioning and then give up 79 points to the heat in a game that you know could decide your fate and whether you go in the play-in tournament like it's just this it's 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 been weird to see them just fail to rise to the occasion when they have really a lot on the line in some of these games well i'm curious like do you think marcus smart can defend up to his capabilities just in the sense that like the rest of the team is such a mess that i feel like he's kind of got to cover or he's trying to cover defensively for a lot of things and then and then it kind of pulls him out of sorts like i wonder if he even could be at his defensive best right now with the way the rest of the team is defending. Yeah, and I think some of it is just that like they're really small. Like yeah, Marcus yeah, Smart can, can, yeah. can guard a, a lot of guys, but he's still six three. He's next to Kemba Walker, who's six feet. Uh, they they play Peyton Pritchard. They play a lot of wings. They they don't have any like supersized centers. Um, their power forward is usually Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and so. Like they are a very small team, and and when you're small, you have to be sharp in all your rotations. And for whatever reason, they just haven't been. And I think they have a lot of excuses individually. They've all played through a lot of injuries. A number of their better players have had COVID and come back and and complained, not complained, but just explained how how much um, it's impacted them for a while. But like they just have not been sharp enough to overcome their lack of size. And they What's were the last year. The like, that was their thing last year. I mean, wh- what do you think you're, they're going to do in the playoffs? Are, are you expecting, I mean, a lot of Tristan Thompson? I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what's going to happen? 
Yeah, I mean, I think when when they get to the playoff, like their playoff rotation should be pretty good. If they're all healthy, and, and that's a question right now because Robert Williams is is banged up. He's got turf toe, which can really linger. Um, sounds like his status will be day-to-day for the rest of the regular season at least. Um, and then Jalen Brown has a sprained ankle. But if they can get there healthy, they'll be pretty good. They added Fournier. He, he's been better lately since having a really tough time coming back from COVID. And if you bring him off the bench and play him 30 minutes and you're playing – Kemba, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown close to 40 minutes, and then your two centers are Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson, then that's a pretty good playoff rotation. But like with Williams hurt, they really are missing Daniel Tice, um, who they salary dumped at at the deadline. You know, they're they're playing Luke Cornett as their backup center, and he has I still think that was a dumb move, Jay. Yeah, it it was tough. I get it for the tax, but to set yourself up in a position where you have to dump a good player from a playoff team just goes it it, it shows a lack of planning and foresight. Right. That I think has has come back to haunt the Celtics in some ways. Um but they I mean if they can get healthy and be locked in, but those are two real questions right now for them. They they it's it's ridiculous to me that that they played as poorly as they did against the bulls and then followed that up with the first half they had against miami and really what were two game two games they needed to escape the play-in tournament like they're they're very likely to play in the play-in tournament now and which means they could miss the playoffs entirely which would be a massive massive failure uh, from where they were i guess during the season i guess it's like you know, at this point, maybe nothing should surprise me. I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't win at least one of them games in the playing tournament to make the but, eight seed, right? But here's the thing. The Hornets are tough to play against, right? Yeah, right. That's, that, and I, that's actually a bad matchup for, for Boston. Because I think, they're because, big and physical. Yeah, like they, they can beat you. They can do a lot of things. And if you catch them on a night when they're hitting threes, they're really tough to stop. Yeah. They play super hard. So in that and, way, like if you're not locked in, they'll run you off the court. And then let's let's say they lose to the Hornets once, and then they get the Wizards, who have won what sixteen out of twenty. You get the hottest team in the Eastern Conference, and you're playing the it, worst it, defense. It's feasible. It's feasible for the them season. to lose to lose two and and miss the playoffs. It's it's certainly not out of the question. I'm refusing. I don't. No, they can't possibly. They got it. They got. I would have thought be, they couldn't give up seventy nine points in the first half. But. <laughs> yeah, but that's. That's your that's your NBA finalist right there. That's your defending Eastern Conference champions you're you're going up against. You know, see culture, baby. All they do is score buckets. <laughs> what did they look great in the first half. Trey, what did you think of um, what did you think of the the Jimmy Butler Carl Anthony Towns exchange that was heard over the the rim mics, where he was calling my young boy. He was calling him soft and 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 then. Uh, Cat cat saying call Rachel Nichols was hilarious to me. I did like that. That's funny. Yeah, that was funny. That's funny. But then, you know, Jimmy gets to come back over the top with already punked your ass once. Like, what'd you think? As the younger Edward said, that's grown folks business. You feel me? Like, <laughs> that's just what happens in between them lines, you know. Um, shouts to whoever asked that question, though, because, I mean, they have to do their job. Yeah. But, you know, um, overall, I mean, it was good. You know what I mean? Like, we got to stop, you know, looking at it as frowning upon trash talk and taunting that's bad like that's it's so needed that right now in the game it'll make the game so soft and like you want guys 
most people want guys to be buddy buddy or get mad when they buddy buddy don't know what they really want and i think that was good it ain't like he said nothing disrespectful yeah just exactly him up yeah you know i'm saying like that go ahead Jay. I'm, w- hey. I'm with you i'm with you trey like i i think that there are certainly times where we've heard guys cross lines that wasn't it at all at all because he did cook him he didn't even lie he didn't make yeah. anything up yeah. he was just like hey i'm reporting these facts here <laughs> fine with me <laughs> you know like basketball is a shit talking sport I, I don't understand why people want to take that out especially because it's it is part of being competitive you know how in, much in money particular would, basketball how much money would the league make if if you could like on demand a, a mic'd up player like pay well, pay-per-view for, dude, for raymond green but there are too many reasons why you can't do it obviously you know what i mean just for protecting the league and stuff because we all know that it's not always as, as as nice as what Jimmy Butler had to say. They could make so much money. Yo, I mean, legitimately, I would spend a lot for that league pass. Like, I would spend an oh, obscene man. amount for that league pass. Now, I think Dr- I, get to write it I off. think Draymond would so be the a, one I'd want to listen there, to the most. <laughs> I mean, Draymond would be like now that Kevin Garnett's not around, you could do it. Because <laughs> you like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But I mean, oh but now, god. like, yes. now you could, yeah. now you could do it. Now you could, well, you could figure. Something you basically out have there. to burn the archives before yeah. like 2017, right? Like that, that stuff can never see the light of day. Like, just it's gone. It doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct TV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream direct TV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream direct TV without a satellite dish. Visit directtv.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Jay, if uh, let's say the either the Celtics get the seven or the eight seed, right? Let's just say they don't completely fail in the playing tournament. Um, that means they're either going to get Philly, who has basically locked up the. I think the the magic number for them is one at this point to uh, to lock up the one seed in the East. So, oh, by the time I finish this sentence, they might have locked up the the one seed, and uh, and then two seed is a slight lead for Brooklyn right now, but Milwaukee. Um, is a half game behind and they have the tiebreaker. So it's either going to be, you know, Philly, if they're the eight seed or Milwaukee or, or Brooklyn, if they're the two seed, is there any way you can see this like an upset coming? Cause you still, you still have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like you still have a, and Ke- and Kemba, right? Kemba can get hot and punch chance. Man. Yeah. You still got a puncher's chance, but a puncher's chance over a seven game series is a lot tougher. Yeah. I think yeah. of those three teams, I think they'd want to play the Sixers. Oh, whoa! Because they, oh. I actually, yo, know, oh, they would man, have I don't know. the three best perimeter scorers in the whole series. I don't, man, the Embiid factor is so huge. 
Oh, absolutely. And then they would have to game I mean, plan MB like would hell. be like 40 a game. Oh yeah, they, they'd have to yeah, they'd have you, to you plan have to for that, Embiid to have forty. Yeah, you have to go into that yeah, like be like, all right, we're eating right. forty from Embiid tonight. Yeah, right? and, and nobody else can do anything. But then you realize Danny Green's out there, guys. It's trouble. <laughs> for man, no, I'm Miss really Waz for this moment. I'm Miss really, right now no, so I, much look, in this I think moment. Philly, I just think Philly is so good, and, and I and Boston had like certainly they've got their strengths. I just don't think they've got enough for Philly. Philly's got too much. I mean. You know, Curry has been ridiculous this year. Ben Simmons, he's obviously. So is, he's so good. And, Seth Curry's so fucking I mean, <laughs> and then look at what they're able to do defensively. Like, when they roll Matisse Teibel out there with Ben Simmons and, and Embiid, I mean, it's just, they're a lot, man. And, and I don't think that Boston has enough to overcome it. And does would Tice have helped them? Probably not. But he definitely would have gotten them closer. It's just not, the gap is too large. Yeah, but the other matchups, are even more difficult. Like may, maybe you maybe oh, you want agree. the Nets so you can sneak them when Harden isn't a hundred percent or is just coming back, and and they're still trying to figure some things out because Harden, Kyrie, and KD have hardly ever played against each other. But and their that, center I rotation the, is worse. I, I than, think the Nets, when healthy, are the best team yeah. in the East, and I think Milwaukee. I think Giannis is just such a tough matchup because of how small the Celtics are. So and obviously Embiid is similar, but like. You, most teams have to double and beat anyway. It, it's not just the Celtics in in that regard. So I, I don't know. I, I I think Philadelphia is the best matchup for them, but I don't. I, they certainly wouldn't be favored at all in any no, of those no, series. No, yeah, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. Not even close. So I, I don't expect them to to beat any of those teams in the first round. Yeah. It could be an early early vacation year for the kid. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, just based on everything you said, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't see the Heat losing in the East. So, uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, are you are you back on the Heat train full? When the fuck did I leave? That's an offensive question. I, I'm with you after seeing Trevor Ariza today. Oh, God. Oh, I, <laughs> no, I remember no, Zach wasn't, no. wasn't high on that. <laughs> Hey, Trev's been good, man. He he's been, been a good plug-in, bro. He, he's like, been a good plug-in. He has been. I'm just. I don't know that Trevor Ariza shouldn't be that. the swing vote. Yeah, I'm. Shouts <laughs> to TA though, man. Shouts to TA. He gets slandered you know, all the time. You know what I mean? You know, Anytime he comes back to Phoenix, yeah. You got to think about. It. He parked it in Phoenix and then he started did. looking good in Portland. Oh, that was a brilliant. He parked move. it, bro. That was a brilliant move. I mean, Blake he, did the same thing, right? Like Blake is doing the Trevor Ariza 2.0. Just, hey, look, stay ready and get with the people that you want to get with. But, Zach, I know you fired up about this. Obviously, you know, South, South Beach Zach is always oh, in, on, on call. <laughs> but I've decided I'm this 3-6 matchup, oh. matchup between Miami and Milwaukee, Ooh. bro, I love it because, for one, I feel like Miami always had a number. I feel mm-hmm. like Milwaukee made all the moves that they wanted to, to, to make to get past this team, it was just kind of crazy because most people will be like, oh, Milwaukee's not worried about Miami. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. And this is not the first round matchup that they want, man. I'm telling you. No, like we're gonna see if the Bucks is for real or they not. And Bud might get the axe, bro, well, in the hands of Jimmy Butler and company. Drake, that's the <laughs> weird thing, right? I don't understand that report from Shams and Sam, um, where it's like, yo, everything's all good. However, <laughs> If they don't make a deep playoff run, he might be out. I'm like, then shit can't be all good. Everything's great, bro. <laughs> Except for the parts <laughs> that aren't. Just a whole lot of fucking pressure. 
<laughs> it's like, hey, it's fine unless you ain't. Right. <laughs> I love. I do like. I mean, look, I'm I'm kind of buying into this Milwaukee team a little bit. Like, I at least they're, they're really a lot good. better than they they're were really in the good. past. They are. Drew, yeah. Like Drew's just a massive upgrade, right? Like Drew's a massive upgrade at point, but. I still got to see Bud. Per- like, I'm more worried about Bud performing than anybody on that team. Right. Right. And then a, and a lot of that Eric is because. Spolstra? Like, shit. Come on, man. Like. That, you know, that Bucks team, and one of their underrated qualities is how coachable everybody is. Like, you see it. Like, they, yeah. I mean, in this year, in particular, like, where they've made all these changes, nobody griping. I mean, even at the beginning of the year, remember how weird it was for Giannis where the offense yeah. was clunky? Yep. He, he wasn't griping. And, and that's a great thing. It's cool, right? Like, I mean, this is one of the things that we loved about Spurs culture. But I worry that that they don't have the guy in the locker room who was like Tim Duncan, who Tim Duncan on the bench is a great soldier, but he's also like the general. Right. I and think I PJ feel Tucker like that will team is lighten those it. fools. And, and that could be it. But, you know, is that the guy? Like, does he have the standing? Can you have a guy who just came over at the trade deadline? You know what I mean? Like, you, do you need Giannis to do that? Is Chris Middleton going to do that? Is Drew doing that? Does that even matter? If Bud steps up and is able to actually overcome his own, I'm not going to say inadequacies, but let's say failures, because, you know, we watched them happen. If he can overcome those and just be that guy, then it's fine. He's got a great team for that because those guys are going to do what he asks. Will he play Giannis part and of Middleton more than 32 minutes? Well, I think that he doesn't have a choice there, right? Like, do you want to play Pat Connaughton 30 minutes? <laughs> Look, 25 man, minutes? Down, I mean, he's 20. been good this year, but not that good. When you're down 20 in the third quarter to to Miami in every playoff game, you know, you got to rest those guys up. Got to give them next time. But you know we're not even getting that matchup. We're going to wind up getting, uh, like, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and, and the Knicks. <laughs> Actually, and you're Heat right. Like, because the Heat yo, are finally starting to get good. Knicks, Heat, I would I would like for that little rivalry to, to heat back up. No pun intended for once. Uh, we need would, Jeff Van Gundy. I'm in on that. Yeah, on the I, mean, I would not hate. A, a Knicks Heat re- remix from, you know, 20 years ago. That would be a grimy series. Yes. The Heat might win in four, but it would be a grimy it's a tough series. Four, I, like tough every game was three or four. I need Julius Randle to be like a more skilled Charles Oakley. Like, I need violence yeah. <laughs> every time. Like, I feel like this Knicks team is good, but Julius Randle be the only person I feel like well, every game he'd be I tripping. Trey, Trey like, like, like Julius, like Julius West has to run in. would be like, that would be so Oh, it would be great because yeah. he would tell him he's not shit. Right. You feel me? Like <laughs> They just kind of you know show RJ Barrett, Anthony Mason tape for like two straight weeks. But it's so crazy because like, I feel like the Knicks be like in the mix. He'll have like four fouls and then he just loses it and World Wide West has to come and console him. <laughs> like, yo, calm down. Like if he, if he, if he plays with an edge and gets everybody else to stop being nice guys, yeah. I think we can get that rivalry back because this Knicks team is actually like, you know, the only pit bull is Julius Randle. Everybody else is like really likable, manageable. Like, yeah. you ain't gonna see, you ain't see Derrick Rose getting out of character, like no, he's yelling at somebody shit. or nothing like that. He gonna just be meek and she gonna make the shot, get back, don't say nothing to nobody. Taj might say something if he's feeling it. RJ starting to get a little more comfortable, you know what I'm saying, to the point of like being vocal, but like, Maybe Alfred Payton. I'm thinking about guys that just really yeah. just kind of well, gotta. Yeah, I don't think Taj but, like Taj. But Taj would step in, right? But he's not going to start anything, right? Like Taj is, but like he may he'll step to Jimmy if Jimmy just get gets the heat to re-sign PJ Brown and solve all this, right? Like <laughs> here's here's we thing, can jumpstart this whole thing if they just do that. Here's the thing, Zach and and, and Dave. Maybe if the Knicks look at any other team in the playoffs as the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. You know how Nate, you know how Nate Robinson pictured everybody to be Mike D'Antoni? Yeah. If they could do that and think and look at everybody as a Brooklyn Nets, it could be feisty. That's also, it could be a feisty series. Trey, that's wild that Nate Robinson was like, you're Mike D'Antoni in front of me. That's, that's such a wild, like, what what was the, like, Bobby Portis, wasn't his, like, the, his pre-draft interview or something like that? He was like, I just, I just picture the guy in front of me has just hit my mom or something like that. Like he said yeah. something like that, and it was. I was there I was like, for that. Oh, were you? I was there for that, and I I was like, man, this is uncomfortable. That's a yeah. That's I mean, that's that's a wild one. And he just said it casually, but like it, it worked. like it wasn't so, anything. Yeah. And well, I was like, damn, argue. this Cash down. yeah, this dude really digs deep yeah. for some emotion when it comes to games. Like, holy shit! Yeah, the cartoonish version of that is Nate Robinson picturing everyone as sixty-year-old Mike D'Antoni, <laughs> just trying to destroy. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh... As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time. We need to unleash J. King on this. David Griffin oh, had man. some comments this past week after it was announced. I believe it's the the ring finger on, uh, on Zion's left hand uh, that has a fracture. And... Um, and so David Griffin came out and essentially said, like, this is a result of the league <laughs> not protect. Like, we've been warning them that it's too physical against Zion. We've been warning them that they, they need to, to you know, officiate him better and protect him. And now this has happened. And then I don't know if you guys follow Brian Suter, who's a doctor who does a great job, like doing a lot of these injury breakdowns and stuff. Um, he's works at a very prestigious hospital. Uh, so he's legit. He like quote tweeted that quote and was like, yeah, from everything I watched, you can see the play where it happened. He went over like he's trying to grab a rebound. He just jammed his finger on the on, a, on the basketball. Well, he broke. But this it. is the first. But Zach, this is the first time anybody's broken a finger playing basketball, man. And For it's sure, clearly yeah. because they're For just sure. letting him hammer Zion in the back and the ribs. And you yeah. know how susceptible fingers are to breaking when guys are getting fouled in the back and hundred you know, percent body. Yeah, this is a result. This is wear and tear. Cut that shit out. (laughs) Cut it out. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that they're not physical with them. But guys break fingers all the time. Like that's a bad time to point that out. And and clearly, like we have all talked about this at at one point or or another. That as Zion becomes more and more dominant, he's going to go to the line more. I mean, he he really is like Shaquille O'Neal in in that respect, where he's so big and he creates so much contact that's legal. 
for sure that he is going to be officiated differently. But the the yeah, truth of the matter like is, that thing goes both ways, though, bro. Exactly. Like, if they start going swinging it, people's sternums and like yep. you, it's unfair to say that Zion has to play a certain style that's not basketball because it mm-hmm. is basketball and he can't control how his how he's naturally gifted in size and ability. But to an extent of like. You know, before this fine, Steph, Van, I mean, Steph Van Gundy, Steve Van Gundy, <laughs> SVJ basically, bro, was saying like <laughs> that these calls need to be made every time, you know, that he drives. And it's like now you're really putting the pressure on the refs. It's kind of similar to like when James Harden would drive and stick his arm out. Mm-hmm. And you really have to watch it so close to see if a guy really got caught reaching in that situation. And it's the same thing with Zion, like. He's attacking a rim at full speed, whatever. Guys are doing whatever they do. But to just claim that, oh, if y'all would have been caught making the blowing the whistle prematurely before his finger wouldn't have been broken. Like it's not a mafia movie where they grabbed his arm, <laughs> turned his head, and snapped his finger and was like, All right, we're not gonna call foul. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like this is a Zion, part of the game. He shoots like his, nine. Hand his ball. If you yeah. grew up playing yeah. ball, that, hand yo, his that's ball. A real fam. Rule. Like, He's shooting almost He's shooting almost 10 free throws per 36 minutes, and he, he's called for less than two and a half personal fouls per yeah. 36 minutes. Hey, I think well, the whistle is probably to get called for fouls when you ain't playing any defense. Well, yes, but that's I, true. I but we life. just talked about the, his physicality. And I'm not but, saying that he doesn't get hit, because he definitely does. I mean, we, we watch it with LeBron, too. And it will take a while for referees to kind of adjust to him. For sure. Because that's what it actually takes. But... I mean, this is his second year in the league. Fin- he didn't break his finger over this. Yeah. Like, that's not, this this, no this was... It's a lot. I, I feel Griffin on this. Oh, boy. On the fact that Zion creates contact, needs to be refereed differently probably than almost any player. Mm-hmm. Is, is going to draw a lot of free throws. Maybe doesn't draw enough free throws as it is, even though, he, like Dave said, he, he gets nine a game. It's not like he doesn't go at all. But this he probably was should single, shoot more, right? But this was the single balance. most outrageous complaint I have ever seen in the NBA. The guy had a fluke injury, and Griffin used it to launch into his year-long complaints about the refs and pretended like like Zion Williamson jamming his finger on a basketball had something to do with with a year of of wear and tear of the egregious no calls against him. David Griffin, stop it. No, stop but see, it. you know what? I actually let me let me tell you, I think this is smart. Because we know that that they're already worried, hey, Zion has a contract coming up in a few years. We gotta kiss his butt now. And I'm not necessarily saying that's all this. We know how working the refs through the media works and it does work often. But I, I think that having a situation where you've got your star player and he sees the organization kind of going for his back or having his back in this instance, there's nothing wrong with that. I get it. And you probably eat the $50,000 fine just for the goodwill. I, but yeah, but is that really the way to finger. keep a guy to make it no. outrageous oh, know, claim man. about his to, broken <laughs> finger? I have no idea. But I'm sure, I think, David Griffin I think if you've got a Zion Williamson, you're going to try everything. So if he gets a hangnail... And we start hearing about how, you know, it's because the of the back-to-backs or something like that. We will know that this is the plan. Well, also, Here's like, how you need to keep Zion. Give him a better roster. Give him some shooting yeah, around. Yeah. Make, make his life easier that way instead of 
Instead of making an outlandish claim. They're, the, they're one of the worst defenses in NBA history. I don't think offense is the problem well, here, that guys. Too. Like, <laughs> but that's mostly on him. I feel. A lot of that is on him. No, no. Like, no he I, he look, very much contributes to that bad defense. For sure, but he also has veterans on that team who should play better defense. Like Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams are on that team. You should not be that bad defensively. Right? Like, you just shouldn't. And so, it's and everyone. And also, coaches a team. But this is the thing we do here, right? Is... Is like, wow, he's not winning. He's not playing defense. Yo, he's played 80 games in his career. 80. We're already right. expecting a, like a total package. I'm not saying he can't be better, but I think like for some weird reason, the defense of Zion has been, has been like overly criticized through his first like basically full season of basketball. And well, I, I just, think it's all rookies. I think it's all rookies, but in particular with Zion, because I, we had expectations for him defensively. Yeah. Right? Like we, we saw some just absolutely jaw dropping stuff out of him blocking threes when he's standing under the basket as the guy's catching the ball, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and clearly a lot of that was just supreme athleticism and, and things of that nature. And the NBA just takes a while. Look at DeAndre Ayton. Remember when he was drafted and people were like, this guy is never going to be able to defend in the NBA. He looks okay right now. Yeah. He's not bad. So I just think that yeah. young players in general need time and, and, and as long as we stay in the moment, we say, hey, Zion right now doesn't give you the effort he needs to give. He's not very good at doing these things. I think it's fine to, to call him out on that. And I don't think that you're saying that it isn't. But we probably do go a little bit too hard expecting a second-year player to be anything close to an anchor of a defense right. in the league. Yeah, right? like, You've got to be the, an otherworldly guy to do that. I think why it's, why it's maybe more fair to critique him than the average rookie is that a lot of it seems to be or was at least initially in his career that he just wasn't in shape. Yeah. And, 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 and that's but on him. without context though. It's not on him. That look, man, he's got, there were physical limitations. Remember he had the knee issue. Remember he had, he had this, the, the issue at Duke. Remember when he blew up his shoe? So he's had things that have held him back from getting into shape. And, and let's be honest, none of us have any kind of idea what it's like to be built like that. I don't know. Like, can that guy get it. into elite like conditioning I don't want to be built like that. right no man. yeah so so we you know we don't know what the physical limitations of his type of body are yeah. he walks and like how Greg it Oden. translates to the nba he walks like well Greg i mean Oden. i wouldn't want to be built like yeah that. so even the, physical the limitations stuff. of being the most athletic man alive like yeah, but you but i mean <laughs> at 280 man that's right that's a lot i mean like the incredible hulk right like you watch the incredible hulk on, on a movie or whatever it looks awesome but also like that's a lot of weight to move. I just watched Thanos How strong are those ligaments? Ass, man. Incredible Hulk soft. <laughs> Completely soft. Plus he had like Hulk was, like Hulk yeah. erectile dysfunction and shit in that movie, right? <laughs> couldn't even he couldn't the even what? get green. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Hulk story and I, I didn't know it included that. Yeah. But Hulk well, just, often has performance anxiety. Yeah. yeah GetRoman.com slash yeah. NBA show. If they're yeah, if they're still if they're a sponsor. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they have been in the past. But, but, the, but the thing is, look, and, and I'm not saying that, that, you know, when we do this, we can't treat him like other guys and we can't say, hey, he needs to be in better shape. Because certainly that's going to be a part of the critique. Let I me mean, look at Nikola Jokic. He's, that guy is, is seven feet tall and, and obviously not just a natural athlete, at least as we perceive it. And now he's in the best shape of his career at age 26. So, you know, maybe we just need to give this guy some time and maybe he will find a way to be in better condition and that'll help him on the defensive end. But he may never be able to do that, right? Like his body type 
just might not allow it. And, and we need to maybe adjust our expectations along the way, but hopefully he finds a way to be able to contribute and play more games. I mean, this year he played 60, 61 games so far. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's more than almost anyone else. Yeah. Right. But and, you, and, have, you have and, to look and, at it too, like Joel and B. Remember how we used to be like, oh, if Joel can only play 80 games, well, and, and you B know, he'll be good. Missed a bunch of games <laughs> this year, right? And, yeah. and so, you know, and Porzingis is one of these guys who, like, I think Porzingis is probably like a 60, 65 game player, you know, as we watch his career go. I don't think Zion's going to be one of those guys. I think he could wind up being durable. It's just that looking at what he is now as this relatively undeveloped, I mean, just, you know, human body, not just as a player, but just his physical conditioning at 21 years old or whatever. He's going to be completely different in four or five years. So I think this is going to be a slow burn for Zion. But the skill is there and all of the other, the hard to get stuff is already there. If the physical stuff comes along and he gets that, that Miami Heat style conditioning, which I'm, you know, I would I would say teams probably worry about him going to a place like Miami where they actually sell him on the idea. Hey, we're going to get you in the best shape of your life. Yeah, but so, also like, is it like that's a minimum of like six years away? Oh right? yeah, no, he's not like he's no not leaving. No one, but I, no one leaves after the. I also deal, know right? that just, the discourse, and and I'm probably maybe I'm overly sensitive to it because I just can't stand it when we start talking about a guy who signs a contract and immediately it's like, hey, now the clock is ticking. Uh, and I, so I do bring it up a lot, but I do think that there is a part of that, especially if you're New Orleans, you just went through the Anthony Davis stuff. I, I do think that in the back of your mind, you're probably already thinking that way. For sure. Just don't be incompetently run for seven years of his career. Right. Or you'll be good. Well, and they've got <laughs> money issues coming up already because, you know, Ingram's extension is already kicked in. Uh, you've you've got that Adams contract. You're going to hopefully. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to try to move. Yeah. So they're, they're you know things yeah. things are moving along fast. Lonzo's got a contract situation. I mean, you know the Pelicans. It, it, it just feels like they kind of went into fast forward. Yeah, but not now. You're not now. You're not paying all that money to Drew Brees. Like they'll be fine. Uh, you know, Drew Brees. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's the true. same company, right? <laughs> yeah, or Drew Holiday. Not making all Drew that Holiday. money from Drew Brees either. Right, right, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Now, now you can. Uh, well, he was probably using some of that. Didn't he run a pyramid scheme or something? That might be. That might be liable. I don't know. I just remember there was some weird story <laughs> that Mina Kimes wrote about Drew Brees in like some kind of like company that maybe wasn't on the up and up. But you sure, this isn't like, Tom Brady. <laughs> well, no, we know. Tom, we know Tom. Okay. Is, we know Touchdown Tom is is grifting people left and right. We know that's happening. No, 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 no. I won't allow slander of Tom Brady. Uh, Jay King's all about the TB12 system. <laughs> He's about to be about it's the Corporal Jones system next. Um, uh, Mac Jones. Quick, Mac quick, Jones. Real quick before we... Don't ever do that again. Uh, before we... Mac Jones. We, <laughs> sorry, that guy's name is please. McCorkle. His middle name is McCorkle. It's Michael McCorkle Jones. That's wow. where the Mac comes from. McCorkle. That's not... I'm not making that up. That's a real thing. Mac Man, I'd Jones. be so mad if I could have been Michael McDonald. Oh, whatever. And I was Michael. Mc- oh my gosh. Yeah. Awful. McCorkle is the middle name of legends, boys. Uh, sure. I don't know what that means, but um, before we go, <laughs> anybody else notice that the Thunder are worse than the Sam Hinkie Trust the Process Sixers? Does anybody notice this? Like man, they uh, like yeah. leaned in hard. They, they won still a beat bunch of games in the first half of the season, and now like they legitimately have a worse net rating for the season for the season than like those tanking trust the process Sixers. They've Al been Holford's blown out got the best job in the world times. right now. 
Like Shay Shea Gill just been out with a with a foot injury for like, I don't know, since since the trade deadline. They sent Al Horford home. And then they sent George Hill to Philly. Something's going on up there. Well, yeah, you know, they had to clear the way and let Poku just, you know, cook. Right? Like if, if you want to tank, <laughs> that's how you do it. You say, hey, like lanky seven foot eighteen year old guy, come come lead our offense. I was, it's a great I was tank. having this, I was having this argument the other day about whether the Magic, as currently constructed with some of their injuries, or the Thunder, are the worst team in the NBA right now. And it, I I think it's the Magic. No, I think I it's think the Thunder. The Thunder actually have some some legit NBA rotation players. Like I I think Lou Dort is definitely a rotation player. Sure, he can be a defensive weapon. Yeah, I think. Ty Jerome can be a rotation like player. Ty. Uh, they've got to have another. Are one. you stuck it too? They've got <laughs> to have another I one. I mean, is going to be a pretty good player. I think. I think Baisley's Not good. Yet. No, I mean, they're they yeah. Baisley can play in a rotation. I would say, and Jay, and, and correct Spee? me if I'm wrong here. No, Are you Spee's saying terrible. that just Spee's Oklahoma terrible. City has more hope? Than Orlando versus versus actually like would win a game right now. No, I'm saying right now if if you played a seven game series between the Magic oh, Orlando and the Thunder, would sweep them. Yeah, Orlando but, would win that. But Orlando's got a lot of injuries. Like like yeah, but Cole Anthony out. would probably score like 25 a game against those guards. No, Lou Dort would lock his ass up. Look, they, so just lo- they lose, about, they lose by 47 every night. Like I don't think he's locking yeah. anybody right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Lou, Lou, Lou would sh- everybody shackles Cole Anthony. He gets points, but it's like on thirty-five percent shooting. Who's stopping Mo Bamba uh, and Mo Wagner? <laughs> Taco Fall put Mo Bamba in a blender. That was that's one of I, my favorite. I gotta tell you, that's season. when I gave up on Mo Mo Bamba. I was hopeful after the Vooch trade. I was like, then. here we go. Yeah, it took me until then. I was still holding he's so hope. he's he's so cool. He's he God. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Zach. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was like, I was still in. And then Taco Fall put him in a blender. I said, well, there goes that. Well, you know, if Mo Bamba winds up in Miami, I think, Zach, you'll be back on board. Oh, anybody goes to Miami, we're here, except for that Tyler Hero haircut. That, uh, that, is it a, I don't even know what it was. It was like Christmas. That's what it was. Now we've both That's why they didn't Jay. trade him to Houston, because they knew that cut was coming. <laughs> they knew the cut was coming. And Tilman Fertitta said, not on my team. There's no way. Well, he didn't want somebody with the same haircut as him on the on the team. Exactly. There's only one one cowboy in that town. All right, we can end this. Uh, thanks for subscribing to this show. Make sure you rate and review on all the uh, Apple Podcast feeds. Uh, to uh, juice the system, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do all that crap. Subscribe to the Athletic Best Coverage of Sports, and we have everything you need for these NBA playoffs coming up. So subscribe to the Athletic. Make sure you're getting the best coverage. For Jay King, for Trevon Edwards, for Dave DeFore, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on the Athletic.